You are listening to the Grace Covenant Church Audio Podcast. Well, this morning we want to do a couple things. Um, we want to celebrate what happened in 2015. This is what we call our Vision Sunday. We want to give God thanks for what happened in 2015 as well. We want to look forward to the coming year. Uh, we have so much to give thanks for. Man, God has done great things in this past year, and certainly we, we celebrate that. But how many of you know you never want to get stuck living in the success of the past, right? Whether in your, your own life personally, um, your business, if you have a business, or, or for the church. We, we want to celebrate what God's done, but we want to look forward and by faith embrace what He has for us as it relates to the future. So we're going to kind of look to the past, look to the future this morning. There's some information there in the bulletin that I'll call your attention to in, in just a moment. But this is kind of our Sunday of celebration. In Matthew chapter 18, verse, excuse me, chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, we have Jesus in a post-resurrection experience. Um, he's risen from the dead. He's now engaged the disciples in a conversation. And he basically gives um, a mission, a mission statement or an assignment, if you can think of it like that. An assignment not only for the 12 disciples, but I think for his church, for us, his representatives in the world. And here's the mission statement, the mission assignment that he gave. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. In this commissioning statement, basically we have three things here. We have first, our direction. Go to the nations, right? That's the direction. And then we have our assignment. Make disciples who follow Jesus. And then we have our authority being the presence and the power of Jesus. So, So we are called to be a people who are on assignment, on mission. We've been rescued and redeemed so that we can enjoy a life-giving relationship with God and so that we can partner with Him in His work in this world. You've heard me say this a dozen times before, but let me say it again this morning. God didn't save you to sit soaking sour. He didn't save you just to come sit in a pew on Sunday morning. Listen, He has greater purpose for you. He's placed greater potential in your life. What He's given us a mission. He's given us an assignment. We have a mission that really matters. Living in partnership with God and being a part of His work in our world. I was thinking about this geographical illustration that I think kind of paints the picture for us. In the land of Israel, there's two bodies of water. Matter of fact, if you go to the back of your Bible and and you look in the maps section, at a picture of the nation of Israel, you'll see two large bodies of water. There's the Sea of Galilee, and then just south of the Sea of Galilee is the Dead Sea. Uh, Now, the Sea of Galilee, the interesting thing about the Sea of Galilee is it's full of life. I mean, it's it's abundant with life. Matter of fact, one of the major industries for years and even to, to the present day on the Sea of Galilee is fishing because it's so abundant with life. Not only is it abundant with life, but it gives life. Flowing out of the Sea of Galilee is the Jordan River, and along the Jordan River is some of the richest, most productive land in all the nation of Israel. And it's all connected to the Sea of Galilee. The Sea of Galilee receives and it gives. But just south of the Sea of Galilee, if you were to look at your map, you would find a sea that's called the Dead Sea. Any idea why they call it the Dead Sea? 
Oh, you're so sharp, Chris. Man, he is on it this morning because it's dead. They call it the Dead Sea because it's dead. There's no life in it. Matter of fact, it is basically a stagnant pool of water that's so full of minerals that there's no life in the Dead Sea. When I was in the Holy Land several years ago, I had an opportunity to go swimming in the Dead Sea. Actually, it wasn't swimming. It was floating in the Dead Sea because the water, the mineral content is so heavy. It's like you just kind of, you bob around on the top of the water. There's no life in it. Why is there no life in the Dead Sea? Get this. It receives, but it doesn't give. It receives from the Jordan River. The Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea. It receives, but there's no outlet. There's no giving, therefore there's no life. I think in that illustration, that geographical illustration, there's, there's, there's a warning for us. And here's the warning. We don't want to be those who just receive. We want to be like, if you can think of it like this, we want to be like the Sea of Galilee. We want to receive, but we also want to give. And it's in the giving that we find life. It's in the giving that we, that we give life, that we give life to others. And you know, the past 20 years as I've been here at Grace Covenant, one of, one of the things that's been such a blessing for me leading this congregation is the generosity of this congregation. Through your faithfulness and generosity and partnership, I think we've been a little bit like the Sea of Galilee in that we flowed life to our community, life to our nation, and literally life to the world. And so this morning, we want to take a few minutes to celebrate what God's done. Uh, we're going to boast in the Lord. How many of you know it's probably not good to boast in yourself, but it's always good to boast in the Lord? Would you agree with that? So we're going to brag on God a little bit this morning and His work in and through Grace Covenant. There's a couple of scriptures that directs us to this. Psalm 96 verse 3 and 4 says this, Declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. And then in Psalm 107, verse 1 and 2, you have the verse there in your notes this morning. The scripture directs us to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak it out. Tell others that He's redeemed you from your enemies. Those who are wise will take all of this to heart. They will see in our history... I love that. They will see in our history. In other words, our history will tell the story of God's faithfulness. So today, I, I want to give thanks to the Lord as well. I want to I thank each of you for your partnership. The stories and the numbers that I'm getting ready to share with you are only because of your partnership. Listen, if you are a part of Grace Covenant, then you've had a significant role to play in each of these stories. Through your giving, through your praying, through your support, through your serving, through your willingness to be engaged. Listen, you have been living your life as a difference maker. And so all of these stories and all of these numbers that we're going to celebrate is because of you. So I give thanks to God, but I also give thanks to you as a congregation. Because this is what I know. Great ministry never happens unless there's a great church that's willing to be a part of making it happen. Right? So look, to, look, turn to your neighbor and go ahead and give him a high five. Go ahead and do it. Give him a high five. Well, it's, it's only because of God's work through you. I think certainly God's done the work, but he's chosen what to manifest it through folks like yourself and your neighbor sitting there beside you. So here's some points of celebration. And well, I could take all of our time this morning just talking with you about 2015 because there's so many stories and there's so much to celebrate. 
But let me just hit some highlights of this past year. We want to begin with this. In 2015, we as a congregation were blessed to partner with 69 different organizations in our community to make a difference in our community. One of the things that I believe is we don't have to do everything. We can find organizations in our community who are doing it really well and partner with them, and everyone wins. The kingdom wins. So we can just be a part of what they're doing. Some of the organizations are organizations like Ada Jenkins Center, uh, East Lincoln High School, Beds for Kids, the Department of Social Services. That's just a few of the many. Lilypad Haven. I could go on and on. Crisis Pregnancy Center. Just great organizations doing great things, impacting people's lives. And, and we just say, hey, we want to come alongside of you, and we want to bring people, and we want to bring resources. And listen, when you say you want to bring money, they're always open to listen, right? But it's, well, we have some great partnerships in this in this past year. Then we had our, uh, our Vacation Bible School, our VBS Sports Camp, which really became a phenomenal outreach to the community for us this year. You see the sanctuary there full of children. Uh, This summer we had 884 kids who were part of the Vacation Bible School. They were served by 290 awesome volunteers, and we had 132 children who received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior through the sports camp this summer. Not only that, the children, here's a great side story. The children, every day they brought offerings, we create this little competition between boys and girls. And the children raise $5,200 to send to the Foursquare Church in Nicaragua to fund children's ministry. They actually bought 107 puppets and 17 flannel graph kits. Now, some of you are too young to know what a flannel graph kit is uh, in our age of technology. When I was a kid, it was like the Bible story coming to life on the flannel graph board. Well, we uh, were partnering with their Foursquare family in Nicaragua, the children raised $5,200. Uh, give it up for the kids. Man, that is awesome. $5,200 funding ministry in, in Nicaragua. Also, this year we, we purchased a um, facility for our East Lincoln congregation. We are one church, multiple locations. We have our East Lincoln congregation. We have our Statesville family, all a part of one church. But this year, part of the Love Our Neighbor campaign, we purchased a location on Highway 16, just north of Highway 73. Great location. We're building that out now, and hopefully a month or so, they're going to be in the new worship facility. But our congregation... Uh, and on the other side of the lake, it's grown to over 300. We believe as we get into this new building, we're going to be jumping to 400. But great things happening uh, for our East Lincoln family. And then we have also the adoption of our uh, of our Statesville family. This year, we um, adopted Grace Covenant Statesville. And so Pastor Paul Glenn is giving leadership to what's happening there in Statesville. This is our new location. We just moved from South Iredale High School to the upper room. So they are downtown Mooresville in a really happening, happening worship center. This is like a little coffee house during the week, and, and they allowed us to come in and rent the building a couple times uh, a week. And so we are glad to be able to partner with the upper room. But great things are happening with our church family 
in Statesville. They're really getting traction. Next Sunday, they're going to do their corporate launch. I mean, excuse me, their public launch out to the community, letting everyone know that they're in this new location. So God's expanding the influence of our Grace Covenant family. Now we have three congregations, Cornelius, East Lincoln, and then in Statesville. Also, we had uh, this year the purchase of the land for our neighborhood care center. So this year, we're going to get this building built. We're going to actually be in the middle of our community uh, doing ministry, just carrying out the love and the life of Jesus. Uh, Some pictures here that most of you have probably already seen before. The old house in the top left. It's coming down top right. And then uh, on uh, the bottom left, that's the new lot that's been cleared off, cleaned up. And this is a rendering of the neighborhood care center that we'll be building. And from this, we'll be carrying out all kinds of ministry right in the middle of the community. What excites me so about this is my concern is, is we get too comfortable inside the four walls of the building. And we, you know, we, we kind of stay confined to the building. How many of you know God created the church not to be like in the four walls, right? He's created us and called us what? To go to, go to the community, right? Are you with me? Are you, are you with me this morning? Yes. He, what, he, he's called us to go to the community, like to live it out. And so that's what excites me about the Neighborhood Care Center. So late summer, early fall, we uh, hope to have the Neighborhood Care Center up and running. We were also blessed to send out mission teams. We had 57 Grace Covenant family members uh, on a mission adventure. We were in Belize, Nicaragua, Atlanta, and Line Fork. So some great ministry happened out on the mission field as we were kind of mobilizing the church to the nations. We also had the great story of the, of the water wells. This is one of my all-time favorite stories. On Easter Sunday, maybe you'll remember, we wanted to raise $10,000 to drill a well for one of the churches that we had built in northern Nicaragua. And so we needed $10,000. As we had received life, Resurrection Sunday, we wanted to be those who gave life. And so we received an offering needing $10,000 and actually received $42,000. Like $42,000. I mean, what do you, I mean, it's all marked, designated for wells. So we not only put a well in uh, northern Nicaragua, but we were in four different nations, four different nations. So we actually drilled five wells, Nicaragua, Mozambique, Niger, Kenya, and Solomon Islands. All of those individuals uh, have life-giving water wells as a result of your outrageous generosity. So thank you for that. For years, that's going to be my favorite story to tell. Also, as you as you take that uh, information sheet that's there in your bulletin, some numbers that we want to look at just really quick. I don't want to hang out here long, but I do want to, again, boast in the Lord and just celebrate with you what God has done. In this annual report that the communications department put together for us, they did a great job. On one side, if you're wondering, well, who are the people who work at Grace Covenant? So here's a picture of all of the staff, pastors, assistants, directors, broken down by campus, so you can kind of see who serves on which campus. So that's kind of all of our mug shots that you have there. Um, nothing else. You can take it home and use it for a dartboard, just like which pastor do I want to try to hit, right? <laughs> on the other side, there's some valuable numbers that I want to just quickly share with you. At the top, we have our vision, core beliefs, mission statement. And then the second section, um, there's some numbers about our finances, 
praise God, we were able to retire our debt in the amount of $375,000 in 2015. So our mortgage on this building, on this property, is down to $566,000. So we are on our way down. You kind of see the graph uh, sliding down over the past few years. In 2015, the tithe dollar that was given, uh, $5.5 million uh, in change. Our expenses were right at $5.3 million and change. You kind of see some of the breakdown there of the expenses. 2016, our budget is $5.8 million and change. And there's a little graph there that kind of gives you a general breakout of where those dollars go. If you're kind of wondering, okay, how do the dollars break out? And if you would have specific questions about the budget, please feel free to call the church office. We'd be glad to answer any questions that you might have. But that's a picture of the finances for this past year. Then if you look on down to the next section, we have our spiritual results. While this is what we celebrate. This is what church is all about. We saw in 2015, 25 healings, miracles, just as we sought God and prayed for people, laid hands on as the scripture directs. We saw God reveal his power in people's lives. We had in 2015, 692 first time guests. We had 130 individuals who received uh, the fullness of the spirit, spirit baptism, 824 salvations. We had 264 new family members, that's our new partners, and we had 94 water baptisms. Uh, so we celebrate the spiritual results of the year. And then if you look down to the uh, bottom left-hand corner, uh, our total giving to missions and local outreach kind of ministry going out was right at 250000 We gave away right at a quarter of a million dollars. And then on the right-hand side, the Love Our Neighbor campaign, we're three months into the campaign building out our East Lincoln facility as well as uh, the Neighborhood Care Center. To date, we've had $718,000 pledged toward the million dollars that's needed. And we have received in three months $468,000. So this is our, our full annual report so that you are fully informed of all the great things that God has done and is doing here at Grace Covenant. How many would agree with me we've been blessed? We serve a good God. As I did in the last service, I think it would be appropriate for us to pause here just for a moment and offer God a prayer of thanksgiving because of grace upon grace that He's poured upon our church family. Would you pray with me, Lord? We pause at this time, Lord, just to give honor to You. Lord, the report that we've just read, Lord, is a statement of the awesome work that you've done in our lives through this church to our community and to the world and lord we realize it's it's all because of you and lord certainly you work through us but god it's your work and so lord we just honor you this morning we celebrate you god we just say again this morning it's all about you and the lord humbly Humbly, we come this morning grateful that you would choose to work in us and through us, that you would give us an opportunity to be a part of your work in, in this world. And Lord, as we celebrate what happened in 2015, Lord, by faith, we look forward to this coming year. Lord, we live in expectation. 
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now I want to transition in the few minutes that I have left. We've looked at what happened in the past year. Now let's look forward. I want to share with you our game plan for 2016. How many of you know there's a big game happening this afternoon? Right? Um, It's called Super Bowl 50. The Panthers are going to play some other team. Um, I don't know a lot about professional football. I enjoy the sport. I enjoy the game. And this has kind of really been a fun season. But this is one of the things I can guarantee you this morning is that the Panthers have a strategy as to how they're going to win the game. They're not just going to go out on the field this afternoon and say, hey, let's run a few plays and see what happens. I can guarantee you for weeks now, they've been watching game film after game film after game film, trying to identify the weaknesses so that they can exploit them of the adversary that's standing against them, right? Well, they, they, they built a strategy, a strategy as to how they can win the game. Well, in the same way, here at Grace Covenant, we have a strategy. The only difference is, is our strategy has been born out of prayer. We talk with a guy like, who knows how it all ends. I say, God, what do you want us to do? Because I, I believe that we have to seek the heart of God if we want to know the will of God so we can carry out the work of God. For me, it all has to begin in prayer. And so as a leadership team, elders, council, staff, we've spent time in prayer really saying, God, what do you have for us? Because we just want to be about your work in our world. What would that look like? And through a process of prayer and a lot of meetings and a lot of discussion, we have crafted out what we believe is our strategy for this year. And it really flows out of our mission. And our mission flows out of Jesus' commandment and Jesus' commission. But you have our mission statement there in your sermon notes. It's on the screen as well this morning. Everything we do at Grace Covenant flows out of this mission statement. Grace Covenant Church is devoted to loving God and people, leading them to Christ, and then helping them become more like Him. So in other words, we want to help people, people that are here now and people that are yet to come, we want to help them fall in love with God, to, to know and experience the love of God. We want to help them then live out that, that the love of God in their relationships with one another, kind of like walking out the faith. And then we want to help them, we want to help you become more like Christ, that we would be conformed to the image and likeness of Christ. I mean, that is our mission statement here at Grace Covenant. Then we have, we have four um, convictions. We have four beliefs that, that really direct how we do life here at Grace Covenant. The first is, we believe that the love of God transforms people. The love of God transforms people. Most of you probably heard this story before, but I want to tell it again this morning. Because for me, it was a defining story. It was a defining experience in my life. And I think for the past 20 years, it's been defining for Grace Covenant Church. It happened in 1995. 1995, uh, my wife and I decided to leave the wilderness to come back to the promised land. We'd been in West Texas for two and a half years. We, we received a call to come back to North Carolina, um, and we just really believed it was God's direction for us. And so we packed everything up, and, and we were returning to North Carolina somewhere on Interstate 40 between 
Knoxville and Asheville, I had a, I don't know how to say it other than I had a God encounter. And I've not had a lot of these in my 45 years of walking with Jesus. But this was one of those times like I just knew God had spoken. My wife was driving an automobile following the U-Haul truck. I had my hound dog Buford in the front seat with me. And so it's just me and the dog. And he was sleeping. And so I was talking to God, much like I'm talking to you this morning. And just in a conversational prayer, I said, God, I got to know what you want me to be about. I know what I'm going back to because I'd been here before as a staff pastor. So I knew the culture. I knew the leadership. I knew the community. I said, God, I know what I'm going back to, but I got to know what do you want me to give my life to? What do you want my purpose to be? What do you want the purpose of Grace Covenant to be? And it was one of those moments that was, it was so clear. I mean, it was like God was sitting right beside me. He said, I want you to teach the people of Grace Covenant to love me. It's an issue of priority. And I want you to teach them to love one another. It's an issue of service. Well, of that, the past 20 years, their model's simply been this. Grace Covenant Church is a place where love touches people. Because this is what I believe. If we can get this love thing right, we can change the world. Don't make it complicated. Man, we're really good at making things hard. Don't make it complicated. Don't make it difficult. And God's called us to what? To love Him and to love others. He said, hey, here's the greatest commandment. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And here's the second commandment likened to it. Love others as yourself. He says the whole law is summarized in these two. To love God and, and to love others. So, so we believe that the love of God transforms people. It's the love of God. His love for you that caused Him to send His Son into the world to die that you might have life, that you might be rescued. But it's God's love that's, that's transformed, that's, that's turned your life around. Matter of fact, Ephesians 2, 4, and 5 says, but because of His great love for us, God's love for us, God's love for you, the God who's rich in mercy made us alive with Christ. So we believe here at Grace Covenant that the love of God transforms people. The love of God through us, which brings us then to the second statement, transform people, share Jesus with others. You know, as we've been encountered by and transformed by the love of God, then we become agents of God's love to others. The very love of God we have uh, that we've experienced through Jesus Christ, we're called then to share with others. Matter of fact, Jesus said it like this in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Jesus says, A new command I've given you. Here it is love one another. Love one another as I have loved you. And it's interesting. Jesus then says, The world will know you're my followers by how you love. In other words, love, how we love our neighbor, how we love our peers, how we love the unlovely, how we love that neighbor that you don't even want to talk to, reveals Christ in our lives. Jesus said that's the, that's the identifying factor. How we love. So, the love of God transform people, transform people, share Jesus with others. So if you can think of it like this, we've been transformed to be transformers. We, we've been rescued that we might be rescuers. And in 2016, we have three points of action to help us share the love of Jesus with those who don't know Jesus. The first is this, we want to motivate the congregation to pray for the unsaved. I believe it always begins with prayer. We want you to pray, really pray, 
for that unsafe family member. That neighbor, we're going to have several prayer initiatives this year where we can join you and we can come alongside of you praying for that individual that you know is far from God. And we begin to present, man, we, we just say, God, here they are. Man, bring people into their path today. It begins with prayer. Secondly, as it relates to this initiative, we want to mobilize the congregation to share Jesus with others. In other words, that you would be a carrier of the good news. So how can we help you do that? How can we mobilize? I mean, think with me about this. I was doing a little math, and growing up in Arkansas, math is always a little challenging. Matter of fact, I got these numbers wrong in last service. I said, well, it's just Arkansas math. Um, (laughs) But we have about 3,500 people that call Grace Covenant their home. What if in this coming year, 2016, what if... 3,500 people who call Grace Covenant their home shared the gospel message with five people. Just five. Over the process of the year. If you were just to tell someone else at your work, in your neighborhood, at the grocery store, on the tennis team, five other people, just share with them the gospel message. Do you realize that in one year, 17,500 people would hear the gospel message? Think about that. Think about the math of that. And what if, what if out of those five individuals you shared the gospel message with, one of them made a decision to become a follower of Christ? You know what that means? That means in 2016 there would be 3,500 people who would have their lives eternally changed because you shared the gospel message with them. So we want to... We want to mobilize the congregation. That's part of our strategy. And you'll be hearing more about that. And then we want to maximize opportunities to share Jesus with others. In other words, we want to leverage events. I mean, we, we have events here that make it really easy for you to say to your neighbor, hey, will, will you come and go with me? And you know, most of the time, if you ask, they'll say yes. It's an amazing thing. You know why? Because they know you and trust you. You know, they, they trust Chris. I mean, everybody, everybody loves Chris. I saw Chris in the airport. Many had people all around him. I couldn't even get to him at the airport this week. But everybody loves Chris. They trust Chris. So if Chris extends the invitation, you know what? They're probably going to say, oh, man, I'd love to go with you to Easter service on Sunday. I would love to go, to you, go with you to the sportsman's banquet. We just extend the invitation. So we want to create those opportunities that makes it really easy for you to say, hey, will you come and go? And again, what we've discovered is about 85% of the time they say yes. Think about that. 85% of the time. But as we are individuals who've been transformed, and now we're about the work of transformation. Here's another thing we're going to be doing in 2016. And this is 2016. This is probably my most exciting uh, part of the strategy for this coming year. In 2016, we're going to be a part of a scripture translation project. That's hard to imagine, but today there are people around the world who do not have, there are people groups who do not have God's Word, the Bible, in their heart language. In other words, they don't, they've never had Scripture in their language. Can you imagine not having a Bible? I, can't, I, I mean, I have like 52. I can't imagine, man, life without God's Word. But there's hundreds of people groups in our world today representing thousands upon thousands of people who've never had God's printed word. And I think that is like unacceptable. And so we've identified two people groups. 
in this year, we're going to raise the money to give those two groups the Gospel of John. For the first time ever, they're going to have God's written word in their own language. And we're partnering that with one of our missionaries, Dan Lucero, and we're going to be planning churches. So we're going to take them God's word in partnership with that as they're hearing the word. Hundreds of people are going to get saved and we're going to plant churches amongst those people groups who've never received the word of God. Is that not like exciting? Man, I am so jacked up about that one. But it's all about what? People who have been transformed, who realize, man, we can't just sit in a pew anymore. Man, like we got to get out of the pew and move to action. Why? Because we've been rescued. And now we've been called to be rescuers. Here's a third statement of our strategy. Say people grow as Christ followers. In 2016, one of our key points of focus is to help children, teens, and adults grow deeper in their relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to help you expand your head capacity and your heart capacity. Your head capacity, your knowledge, your understanding of who God is and what He has for you and who you are in Christ, but also your heart capacity. And that is beginning to transform who you are and how you live. Why? Because you've come to a greater understanding of who God is and the plans that He has for you. Listen, God expects you to grow, spiritually speaking. God expects you to mature in your faith life. Matter of fact, the Scripture in in Colossians 2, 6, and 7, says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him, rooted and built up in Him. So just as we've received Christ as Lord, Paul's saying here we should continue to grow in our relationship. So well, there should be this ongoing process of, of growth and, and transformation, change, maturity happening in our lives. How many of you know we all love babies? Right? Everybody loves babies. And when babies are born, there's so much excitement. We're, man, we're celebrating. We're rejoicing. But we expect babies to mature and grow up, right? If you saw a 15 or 20-year-old walking around here on the Grace Covenant campus with diapers in a bottle, you would say, I don't know. Something's not right about that. That's a little odd. Why? Because we expect babies to become children, children to become teens, teens to become adults. We expect a process of what? Of maturing, of growth, of development. It's the same for you as a Christ follower. But God expects what a growth that we'd expand our, our knowledge, that we'd expand our heart capacity. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about the strategy here because actually in a couple of weeks we have a sermon series that we've built around this initiative. But it's all about connecting and relationship with God and connecting in community. So connecting, serving, and growing. As you connect, as you serve, then you're going to grow. You're going to become more like Christ. And what you're going to discover is that every day God has greater opportunity, greater blessing, greater things in your life and for your life. Why? Because you've decided, hey, I'm not going to be satisfied with some status quo existence. I'm going to embrace a process of growth. So say people grow as Christ followers, and then Christ followers extend the compassion of Christ. See, as we have experienced the love of Jesus, we want to be those who then live the love of Jesus. 
What's that all about? It's about compassion. To extend compassion. Listen, if there's anything I'm confident of today, the last thing the world needs to hear is another angry sermon that tells them how bad they are. Listen, they already know how bad they are. They don't need you to come with Scripture and beat them up. What do they need? They need the compassion of Christ happening through your life. There's there's an old saying, it goes like this, people don't care how much you know or what you know until they know how much you care. And when they know how much you care, then they're open and responsive to the hope that you have. Then they're open and responsive for you to be able to share the gospel message with them. Why? Because they experienced authentic compassion from you. So as we think about Grace Covenant, we actually break this down into two categories. We have what we call our local compassion, extending compassion locally, and then extending compassion globally. So locally and globally. Locally, what this looks like for us in this coming years, we're going to continue to partner with some folks who are doing ministry really well. Again, we don't have to create everything and run everything and do everything. Let's find folks who are doing it well and help them. Support them. I mean, send people to resource them, dollars. So we're going to continue working with some great organizations like the Ada Jenkins Center, like Habitat for Humanity, like the Lily Pad Haven, like the Department of Social Services, like Beds for Kids. Well, man, they're doing they're doing compassion ministry really well. So let's help them. We're going to do that. Also, a big focus for us this year is the Neighborhood Care Center. We're going to get that built, hopefully. Late uh, summer, early fall, we're going to have it up and running. We're going to be discovering all kinds of programs um, that we can just, again, love on people. That's what it's all about. Help people find jobs. Help them get free from substance in their lives. Help them learn how they can become better parents. Help kids, mentor kids through the bike repair program. All of those kinds of things are going to happen through the Neighborhood Care Center. We'll certainly be telling you more about that as as uh, all of that begins to come to fruition. And then globally, we're going to extend compassion globally through mission teams. We have five mission teams we're sending out this year. We'd love to have you join us on a mission adventure. You can go to our website and get the dates, but we're going to be in line fork again. Miss Mary's doing a great job with the orphanage, the children there, and so we're going to continue our support with the line fork orphanage. We're going to be in Atlanta at the Dream Center, uh, loving on people out on the streets and people who have lost hope in life. We're going to have folks there at the Atlanta Dream Center. We're also going to be in Belize and we're going to be in Nicaragua, our ongoing partnerships in those two nations. We would love to have you join us on a mission adventure in this coming years. We simply go to live out the compassion of Christ. So we don't go for the pats on the back. We don't go for anything that would be of our own personal benefit. And we go to honor God. And to live out His compassion. Reaching out to people who are at points and places of need. So as we think about 2016, it's going to be a phenomenal year of ministry here at Grace Covenant. Man, God's done great things and we celebrate that. But we believe greater things are ahead. Listen, I live every day of my life in expectation. And if you're not living in expectation, then you're letting God down in your life. Because He has more for you. But what we're going to live fully persuaded but expecting that of God's greatness in our lives for our church family. 
So we look forward in 2016 with expectation of what God is going to do through us as His children here in this church, to our community, to our nation, and to the world. I want to leave you with one last verse this morning. I believe it says it so well. It comes out of Isaiah's writing, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. The prophet Isaiah wrote these words, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've I've already begun. Do you not see it? Can you say amen to that this morning? God, bring it on. Bring it on. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you today for your grace. Lord, grace upon grace that's been upon our family. Oh, Lord, humbly we come this morning recognizing you as the source. God, we celebrate you this morning. God, we boast. We boast in you. And Lord, we're humbled that you would choose to work through us. Oh, that you would choose to use this little congregation here in this little community to literally impact the world. Wow. Oh, God, we thank you this morning for your work in our lives and in our church family. And Lord, as we look to this coming year, we're already in 2016, but Lord, as we, as we think about what's before us, God, I thank you for this strategy that you've revealed to the elders, the, the council, the, the pastoral staff. And Lord, as best we could discern, not that we always get it right, but God, as best we could discern, we've tried to capture on paper the game plan. And so, Lord, as we implement this, Holy Spirit, guide us. And Lord, I pray that you would help every individual here at Grace Covenant find their place, find their role. And Lord, may we live fully persuaded, just fully persuaded that you are able. And Lord, what I know is we step up fully persuaded. And as we step up saying, God, here I am, use me. Wow. Lord, you're going to do great things. So, Lord, again, with expectation, we look to this coming year. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.